Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to a Pop Culture Gamers midweek special, but we're doing it slightly differently because Alan unfortunately couldn't make the main show because uh, he was going to see his family, and I hope that they're all right there, Alan. Ah, oh, good, thank you for asking. Uh, thank, thank you for everything. Is kind of on. Oh, we're learning all these news terms. The curve is on, is after plateauing and on the way down and all that, so things yeah. are opening up again. I'll talk about there in my intro. What okay. I've been doing. Will I jump into that, or? Uh, well, if I just say, what we're going to do is, in terms oh, of yeah. the show, is we're just going to keep it to the format of the main show, but we're just going to do Alan's update, and I'm going to update <laughs> you on another couple of games. So, just to, you know, um, so that you've got something during the middle of the, the week as well, because when we had been doing two shows, that's... we. Even though we've both been at home, yeah. I mean, I know I've been working, but... Even though we've both been at home, we just haven't been able to get that time in. So hopefully, we'll with uh, with your news of returning to work, yeah, we'll actually be able to uh, you know get something tagged in I again. Think having more of a structure seems seem like when you're kind of at home, you don't have you're not really sure what you're doing, so things pop up all of a sudden that your plans are shot out the window. Where yeah. if you're working, you know, you get home at 10, you're talking to you or Steve at half 10 for our podcast. It's kind of, there's nothing kind of to interrupt it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. at the moment sense. you get a chance to do something, you kind of go get it, do it. Do that kind of way. Go see someone or get jobs done around the house or something that you have to get done. Like, you know, yeah. I was I was up a ladder as well this morning and or today digging out um the gutters as well. So that hadn't been planned, but my wife got a ladder. So that's where I ended up. Oh yes, don't don't you love those jobs that your wife gives you to do? Oh well, I'm at the best for heights now, and our house is two stories, and it you don't realize how high it is till you're actually at the top of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and we sent my daughter up to us because I was on the we've got a a, a a room that comes out off the off the back of the house, kind of a still room, and you can yeah. stand it. So I was standing on that, reaching farther down to the gutters, and she had to come up and help me. And her, her legs were buckling because she she didn't realise that moment that she was afraid of heights as well. <laughs> so it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Can, 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 I, can I ask you a question? And mm. This might seem like a really weird question, but mm. it's not. When you say two stories... Yes. Yeah. There is a difference in the way that stories are measured. If you're in America, the yeah. first floor is the one that is level with the ground. No, no. And then no, second no, and third. No. In two England... Yeah, in, in England, two-story house would be ground and first floor. Is that yeah, what yours is, or is it ground first and second floor? I, I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a two-story house. It's ground and, and second floor, and yeah. we have an attic as well. We have the attic room area as well. So. Okay, well, we would call it ground and first floor because for we don't, call, you know, even though it's you know up, it's only one up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's how we would call it. So it's just different, isn't it? It's weird how weird, yeah. different countries call it slightly it, different yeah. things. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that I noticed very early on, and having a couple of people who uh, you're sort of like friends who are American, yeah. uh, it can cause confusion if you say, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, meet you at the cafe on the third floor." Yeah, okay, you end up being on completely different floors of the building. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so actually, yeah. I yeah. never really thought of that. I actually never put that together. But that doesn't make sense because a two-story house is two floors. Or if theirs is a three-story house, then see, the, even my brain doesn't comprehend this. It's not ground floor one yeah, two. It's yeah. one two three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but but we would go ground one two three. We wouldn't go ground second. Well, we have a few Americans listening, so I won't be too insulting to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
every, every country has a, the unique quirks, don't we? And that's true, it, yeah. there's, no, there's no one more quirky, I think, than the British in terms of the way that we do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, if if you uh, ever want to know what quirky is, just go and look at pound, shilling, and pence and see how that works out. Because I still well, haven't worked it out. Yeah, I, I I've been thinking of that a few times, and I I remember going to shops with coins, or pounds, and all in my hand, and not understanding any of it. You know, mm. but that's culture, I suppose. You know, it is. Anyway, how's your week been, Alan? Let's, um, let's it's actually not not been that too bad. Like, since last Sunday, I suppose we spoke last, wasn't it? it my was. My my run streak, I'm still continuing. I'm on day 47. So that means I've been out of work for 47 days, which has right. gone very fast when you think about it, when you're kind of keeping track of it that way, you know? Yeah. It's so, a half, isn't it? So yeah. So I've started my, probably my main challenge for the year now, which I think I was talking to you last week about the Tennessee challenge. Mm-hmm. It's the 1,000 kilometers across Tennessee virtual challenge. Now, I signed up for the 2,000 one. Um, so I have a hundred, you have 115 days to finish it. I'm hoping to do it in 80 days. Um, so I'm averaging about 25, 30 kilometers a day mm-hmm. is the plan. And I'm on day three now, um, so far. And it's really good fun. It's actually been nice to have a bit of motivation like that. Um, the other good thing is we finally last Friday, our Taoiseach, we call him prime minister, we call him on Taoiseach. Um, he came out on Friday and kind of, laid out the five phase plan for opening the country again and it's been great you know we kind of have an end date now hopefully if nothing spikes again we have dates for opening now officially everything's kind of the 18th of may there's still two weeks of kind of a lockdown but there's a, a not a strict you can visit people and you do it's a five kilometer now exercise rule from your house um and my job now i, I can get in and do more stuff in there now and we're planning for stuff for the 18th of may when the golf golf course opens now and everything so it's great and then the restaurants are officially opening on june 29th but with a lot of restrictions so we have a lot of work to do to try and maximize our space and our our money you know because margins are small in our our profession Mm. um hotels are july 10th but if they have a pub in the hotel the pub can't open our bar can't be open which is a big thing really and then the the biggest news, I suppose, that caused the most controversy controversy is pubs and nightclubs aren't opening till August tenth, which is a long way away for an Irish. I know I'm pioneer on my life. I never drank in my life, so it doesn't really affect me too much. But my daughters and all the my older girls who like going out clubbing are distraught. Mm. Um, but all in all, it's good, you know. Um, at least we have an idea now. Of a kind of an end date, not an end date, but an idea of what's happening. You know, the last few months, and the last 50 days, we didn't know what was happening. Not having a day to go back to a job or, or you know, it kind of plays in you. It's nice mm. to have something to aim for, you know. Um, so that's good news. I'm delighted with that. Um, the other thing is, we were talking about last week was the PSNO. Uh, it was very annoying. I signed up for it, like you said, because I really wanted to play Control. Which I finally got downloaded. A lot of trouble with the internet again. Finally downloaded Control, and um, and I was like looking at all the PS Now games like you were talking about. It's actually a quite a good selection there. Even you know, it's some really good games in there, and it kind of took me off guard. And when I broke it down, in it was like three or something a month for the year, and I'm for like some like games you'd pay fifteen twenty. Same as the Game Pass. I think the Game Pass is still a better deal myself personally, but it was still good. 
So I got the seven-day trial, and then about three or four, was it yesterday? I think after playing control for an hour or two, I was like, right, I'm going to sign up first. And I went in to buy the, the offer, mm-hmm. and it said the offer was, sometimes you see unavailable in PlayStation Store. I don't know if you've ever seen that, have you? Oh, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's Quite very often. strange how that happens. It, it gives you a deal for a sale, but in my country, I don't know if it depends on region maybe. It just says unavailable. So the thing a couple of days ago, the price was 40 euros or whatever, and then it was unavailable when I went in. So then when I clicked in it, it says you are already owned this, so you can't purchase it. And I was like, oh, damn. So then I went in and I switched off the automatic subscription, you know, where it does automatic up 9 euros, would it cost me 10 euros, would it cost me automatically? Yeah. I thought if I turned that off, I could buy it. And no, it, it won't let me purchase the game until the 4th of May, or purchase the PS Now until the 4th of May. That's so daft. the de- yeah the deal ended on the twenty the thirtieth of April I think or whatever so I lost because I got the plus I lost out and to honestly, oh, I'm too tight I'm too tight to pay the sixty seventy euros now for it was thirty euros of a difference or something and I'll wait for a deal when it comes up again I'll get it um so I played an hour or two of control just to try I really enjoyed it um I think I might pick it up on the Xbox actually. And, mm. and and continue on the Xbox because I, I I'm not going to pay the sixty seventy euros just uh, for that. So apart from that, no, my week has been pretty. You know, jobs around the house, clean the gutters today, um, that kind of stuff. You know, dinners, watching TVs, <laughs> all the kind of stuff we're all doing. I think at the moment, you mm. know, for us that aren't working at home, obviously. Yeah. So that's my week. Okay. Well. um my week's not really changed much since the last <laughs> show, <laughs> surprisingly yeah, enough. I was reading there about your pre-diabetic stuff. Yeah, you're kind of getting, you're going to get more control in that now, are you? You're saying, you're thinking, is it our when the yeah. show relaxes? Is that you were saying on the other podcast? Yeah, I think that it's. Um, I, I need to get a grips with it because I've been to I've been going to a online like diet your pre-diabetic club <laughs> teaching us about food diet and stuff like that so um i've always i've never ate brown bread yeah you know it's, it's, it's not something i don't i never liked it um and i've been weeding myself over onto it for the last sort of four weeks i started off with getting the best of both bread mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and then going on to not whole grain but just brown bread and now i've you know converted onto whole grain so that's uh, that's that's reconverted over now, and I'm I'm quite happy with that. I did it, you know. I sort of like snuck up on myself with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know it sounds ridiculous. No, but... no. But do you find now <laughs> working at home? It's you have it's the convenience of having that. Like we all have that press or that drawer that has the sweeties and the goodies in. Like I mean, every house has its biscuits and the treats. Oh but yeah, and working from home. Actually, it's... Go on. My wife's put it on the countertop. <laughs> Oh, to, give, to give it easier access and it is too easy access that's point. yeah and you're working from home more often so it must be <coughs> more well, difficult i'm working home permanently at the moment yeah and i have been since this covid lockdown with a matter of fact i started working from home two weeks before we were actually told to work from home totally and have you um, put on since you were at home or do you want me asking or um my weights my weights uh got up by about two pounds mm, that's about right yeah for the week yeah. No, since no, since since it all started. Yeah, that's what right. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, yeah, 
but you know i've done a lot of working from home so i think i probably put on all of that in the in the months before then as well and you know when i was off sick last year and all that so i think i probably put it all on otherwise i would have got to where i was because i added on about two stone well i'm down 10 pounds as of this morning right well i'm i'm too what which is funny like (laughs) and i was already not too bad (laughs) <laughs> you, you know that episode of Star Trek called Turnabout yeah. Intruder the last I know, one yeah. we're going to do that and then you can go and do all the running that you like and then I'll put weight on your body and then you'll have something to go for for losing, losing it later how's that sound that, I think yeah. that's a win for both of us because <laughs> I don't I, I don't like doing the exercise and you love it so I love it, yeah. it, it'll give you something to, to do so let, let's do a mind or your know, mind swap and then we'll be all right <laughs> yeah and the gas thing is i didn't have like i mean i was already like 11 and a half stone and now i'm well under 11 which is a little bit too so it means that i'm not balancing my calories to my my what i'm losing so i need to get that right so i've got a reason to be sweeties how, how, tall, <laughs> how tall are you i'm 510 i'm 172 centimeters right okay Okay, so, so a couple uh, of inches short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for my height and my BMI, for my age, I should be around the 11 stone. It's 11, 11 and a half stone. Between 11 and 11 and a half stone, you should be comfortable. Yeah. Um, like I was 23, so. Yeah, you, you see, the problem is that I'm the wrong height for my weight because I should actually be 15 <laughs> foot tall. <laughs> I should be the world's tallest man. Yeah, you've got the, you've got the body of a god. It's a shame it's Buddha. Yeah, <laughs> in a matter of fact, I'm starting to think I actually swallowed butter. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna get it off, and I am actually um, before all of this COVID started, I'd got a call because we've got this uh, thing called Take That Step, okay. uh, which is something that is uh, done by the local council, mm-hmm. and I got a referral to this uh, by my uh, GP. Um, to you know help me get on and basically what they do is they give you like three months right um free gym membership uh, but you have to go to classes about your weight but that's good though it is yeah it is and if and then they give you a target which is basically to lose 10 percent of body weight i like targets targets are good yeah I, i think that's fine apart from the fact that if you're like 15 stone Mm. that's you know, like, you know, one and a half stone, more or less. Yeah, but that, but that one and a half stone is a lot harder. Like, when I was 23 stone, I lost the first, down, I got down to, like, literally the first two weeks I lost a stone. The heavier you are, the, the faster it'll come off. It, Sorry, how heavy did you say you were? I was 23 stone, just short 23 stone. Blum neck. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a, a 4XL uh, chef jacket. I was a fart, just short of a 44 pay, oh, pants, 46 tight. Yeah. 44 was tight. I'm a 32 now, and I could get into a 30 at the moment because I'm, I'm, um, but, um, I've, and it, everybody says you, the, the bigger you are, the faster it falls off. It's once you hit like 15 stone, 14 stone, that's mm. when it gets more, that's when the, the, the pounds are because you start to put on muscle mass as well and you get you kind of think oh god i i'm I've, i didn't lose any weight but actually you have you just put on a bit more mass muscle mass yeah so it's all in the mind really it's it's you know like i lost just short of 12 stone like well yeah i mean i mean that that is that is absolutely fantastic i know because you know, know i'm wrong i remember when 
um, you know, years ago when I used to be on the other podcast, the the host there used to say about you and that you'd lost loads of weight, but I didn't know what that is. And to be honest, uh, that's heavier than where I am. Although not that much further. Yeah, I, but I, I was um, a chef. You have to realise that I, I I still eat. Like even yeah. at work, it, uh, sometimes I put it down. That I think I've said this before. It's like being an alcoholic working in a bar. You know. Yeah. Like I'm addicted to food. Like even here now, I'm in the kitchen and there's chocolate viscounts. I don't know. Do you have them in England? Oh yeah, I love viscounts. Yeah, I take them for running. I eat them while I run. Sometimes every hour and a half, I eat a viscount for calories and they're nice as well. And I just want to pick it up. Like I have, a, if if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. You know, that's what I kind of say. But the biggest yeah. trick is after eight o'clock, just don't eat, drink water, and sometimes that's the most difficult for us ever gamers. You know. Yeah, but it is certainly for me as well. But you know, but I mean, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm, um, I've, 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 I think for years I've always kind of struggled. When I got married mm. back in. Uh, 2003. <laughs> you better get that right in case you it, it wasn't 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. That was when I got engaged. Uh, back in 2003, um, you know, I was 17 and a half stone. And in that sort of like three years that I'd been uh, sort of like running up to going out with and going out with my wife, mm. you know, I'd put on three stone because, you know, before... Yeah, yeah, you get into settled like they call it, you know. Yeah, because you're not on the hunt, are you? Basically, you know, you want if if you you know, you know, I have a past, you know, I've I've had female friends, I've I've been engaged three times for God's sake. She's just bad at boy. Oh yeah, that weight stayed for years and years and years, and it's only been in the last. Well, I think that the first time it happened was I put on. Probably about a stone when I was made redundant. Right. I maybe put on two, a stone and a half, which I couldn't shift. And then I started to shift it because uh, I'd started doing a bike to work scheme. Now, I worked. Yeah, that's good. I worked 19 miles away, but I didn't bike that distance. I have to admit, I biked, or, or rather, I, I got the train from North Allerton to Darlington and then biked two and a half miles from the train station to where I worked. Five miles a day, so it's not, it's, it's not, it's not to scoff it. Yeah, I know. So, and I was losing weight, and then I moved back to working in North Allerton, and then you know, sort of like losing weight just kind of didn't happen. And because I'm in an office job, you know, it's like I, I kind of like have the, the opposite problem for you because you know, you're in a kitchen, mm. but you're on your feet, so that yeah. the, the food eating sort of balances itself out for you with, do, with it, the it, exercise that you're doing it doesn't in the... it doesn't really because that's that that's the the, the myth that's the, the like what i've learned over the years that's what people think you mm. only lose weight if your heart rate is raised above 100 or like if you're kind of about yes. 140 you're, you're 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 losing calories then like what happens is you work out and then all day your heart is working a little bit faster so you're yeah. burning energy and burning calories where in the but, kitchen you're not you're not really like in my case I'm like I'm I'm under pressure and I'm stressed and all that kind of stuff which isn't good for the heart. Um, like I could I could eat three or four thousand calories thousand calories a day Hayden in a kitchen with all the like yeah I had to taste everything but then you, we like my pastry chef um, Slavana she's a uh, Russian and I'm, I'm with her for twelve years she's one of the best chefs I've worked at she makes like Oreo cheesecakes. 
Mm. Right? And like she makes one, she makes five of them. One is for the kitchen. We could have two or three slices each during the day. Like it's so good, you know? And then you have, then you're eating, tasting sauces and you're tasting meats and you're, it's, it's gas. So for me, it's tough. I, that's why I'm so strict on myself. Sometimes I, it's more I go out of guilt for runs sometimes, which isn't good either. Yeah. You know? But, but I think, I think what, what I'm trying to say is you're on your feet. So you yeah. are using some energy. I it might not be hard. what you do with exercise. Yeah. I'm hitting but, my 2000 calories naturally. Yeah. But, yeah. but for me, I'm sat on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all day. I'm in a meeting. The first, the, 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 the longest that I have, you know, I travel walking is probably 50 meters across the campus. Well, then you should invest, invest in one of those, um, like I have them here. It's the, the bike things run under your chair and stuff. Just mm. for, because even, 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 even putting, I know it's got to do with pop culture, lads, sorry, but even putting your, your weight and everything else to the side, your mobility is actually important because you, your joints have to have the glucemin in, in the middle of them. I take glucemin tablets. No, they're, that's the fluid in between the joints of your, and mm. then, as you get older, it causes arthritis. If you're sitting down not doing any movement and you're aching and creaking as you get up, that's going to be very bad as you hit 60 and 70. Yeah. I don't want that. I want to still be, you know. But look, like, and we're going to, I kind of took us off course here. If anything I can do to help you, menu wise, or kind of like set out a kind of a, even a 20 minute day walk for your, some sort of system, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to help you. Give I you appreciate that. No, just have to let me know what you, I can send you. I have loads of charts and stuff here. Going back to when I started my lay, like I started, um, I still have it, a journal. And every day I wrote down, not a journal, but a kind of a, a calendar notepad thing. And every day I wrote down, did this today, 15, 15 minute walks. I couldn't run when I started it. It's exactly two, one, one mile up to the old triangle, which is the local restaurant pub from my house here. Mm-hmm. And it's one mile back. And I remember it was the 26th of June. 2008 I can remember like it was yesterday and I just I had got a bit of a scare I was I thought it was diabetes but it ended up being a carpal tunnel in my wrist because you know you get tingling and numbness in your hands they say it's mm. a sign of, of diabetes but it actually ended up being carpal tunnel so I said right I'm starting so I walked up uh, all triangle and back and I was destroyed Hayden. now from a guy who's 15 hours a day in a kitchen standing and I was carrying all the weight and I couldn't walk two miles. I thought I was okay. But what I did is every day, every time I came home from work, I didn't matter how tired I was or what I did, I put on my jacket and I walked the two miles. I went up and down. And then a month later, I ran from a pole to a pole. I walked from pole to pole. You know, like a telephone pole, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And then within two months, I was running. Not running. I was jogging slowly up. And it was taking me 15 minutes for the round trip instead of 30 minutes. And... It just, it's like, it, it takes time. It just built from there, you know? Um, yeah. So, like I said, anything I can do to help, I, 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 I'm, I, you know, I'm there for you. I'll give you a hell of a help, but, but, you know. I appreciate that right? because, yeah. um, I, I must admit, I've been on this program before and I, I did struggle, but um, they phoned me up and said, oh, we've got some spaces. Mm. And then COVID hit and they closed it before I could yeah. actually get on the program. I was good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that because, I'm, I'm not one of these people who go to a gym and do bench presses and that. Yeah, I will, uh, and I'm also, I'll go on a treadmill, but I'll walk on a treadmill or very lightly jog. I've, I have never been a long distance runner. Where even when I was at school, when I was thinner, yeah, I was, would yeah. be 
hundred meter sprint. I wasn't a fast runner. I've, I was. I've always been. Let's face it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that sort of person. But I've. I've always been able to like you know do a sprint. Nowadays, you know, the, like I said, the, the nearest I ever get to uh, a marathon is eating a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> and most days now. But it's funny how you can turn things around, Hayden, you know? Yeah. You'd be surprised what three weeks can do for you. Yeah. If you kind of get get the same as quitting. I'm Not that I've ever quit smoking or anything. I, I can, I, I'm only kind of speculating. But it is a three, it's 21 days. Like, it, if you can get over that period and just stay strong, and then it just becomes like a habit, and you start to miss the 20 or 30 minute walk, that 30 minute walk every day is, is massive. Mm-hmm. to anybody you'd be surprised w- w- how it helps you you know yeah but look if we talk offline if you ever want me to send recipes for nice kind of low calorie pastas and stuff like that uh, simple to follow I have loads of them oh okay. if you've got any yeah definitely oh, yeah, please, because them. my wife oh, would yeah. love that as well I'll stick, so. them, into, I'll stick them into the folder Sophia and I want they're not too complicated they're nice healthy ones it's all kind of whole meat whole grain whole wheat pastas and stuff like that and rice and things but there's still actually i think the most important thing is tricking the palate into mm. how thinking that's the biggest thing is that healthy food sometimes doesn't taste nice so you you rather have the, the shit food that tastes better you know what i mean <laughs> so that, that, yeah that was why i mm. went through this thing of half and half bread to yeah. brown bread to i love brown bread. bread i love homemade bread with um raspberry jam oh so good yeah, but the amount of sugar there if you go pre-diabetic. Yeah, but good. I know, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going for a run, so it's good for me. <laughs> right. Okay, so good. let's Sorry. go. It's all right. Well, that's a good conversation. I'm sure that other people yeah. might be in a similar situation. If, if, anybody, if anybody else wants some advice from all these, from couch to to walking, I know us gamers have the stigma of, you know, yourself being big guys or big big geeks sitting on the chair all day, you know? Or I, not I, like I, I told you at the beginning of this, you should have done the pop culture chef. That's yeah. what you should have done as <laughs> a YouTube channel. <laughs> Do a recipe every week, yeah. Yeah. And have it gaming related, so here's Mario, you know, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasies. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick okay. that in front of us, and then you know, because we're geeks, we'll eat it anyway because it was related to a game. You know, <laughs> Star, Star Wars sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds nice. It does. It does. Anyway, let's move on to gaming this week. Okay, so uh, gaming this week, and uh, Alan, you've got news for us. So do you want to tell us what that is? I have. Uh, I know you had your news notes Sunday, so I just added in a couple of things. Um, we've all seen the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer, um, the next installment of the popular RPG series um, that casts the player as Ivor. Ivor, is that how you pronounce it? It's a strange name. I think it's Ivor. It's Ivor, is it? Yeah, it's just that I pronounce the E, like so it's Ivor. But it's probably yeah. Ivor. Um, it's a fierce Viking raider raised on tales of kind of glory and all the usual Viking stuff. And you can customize either be a man or a woman in it. Um, which I can understand really in Assassin's Creed, what was the last one? Odyssey to play a woman. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I actually don't know about playing a woman as a Viking. It's not. 
they're called sh- uh, shield medals really they're used because uh, I watched the Viking TV show which is really good um was that it's the comedy that was on Netflix? No, Vikings is the is the Irish. It used to be a graphic novel. It's on the right. History Channel, and it's oh, on okay. it's on season seven now at the moment. It's final season, um, and it's it's actually true life stories of real Vikings, um, through the decades, uh, the centuries, and it's it, the kind of every year, every two or three years, they jump the story forward twenty, thirty years. Right. Um, it's very good. It's really you've never seen Vikings, no? No, oh. I've I've heard of it, but I've not watched it. Oh, it's fantastic. So that's why I'm really excited for this one. Like it's got all the Norse mythology, and I think this now one is based kind of they're kind of sticking to Vikings invading England, crossing the North Sea, traveling to England, and kind okay. of carving out carving out their future, which is actually what happens in the TV show, and actually happened in real life. And they were given lands by um. The, the king back then the uh, England was divided up into different sections I think and there was kings from each section it wasn't just one ruler um, so certain kings gave lands to the Vikings to help them for commerce and all that kind of stuff and then mm-hmm. some did and then kind of some did as well and then they attacked them and took what the Vikings had so it's kind of sticking to the main storyline as well which I think the Assassin's Creed's Ubisoft tend to do. They kind yeah. of throw a bit of realism into. I'm looking forward to this because they said it's not going to be as heavy and grinding, and as heavy on as big as the Odyssey one, like overwhelming. They're saying. And, but, do you know what I? I really enjoyed Odyssey. I, I I would have liked them to have done something like that again. That was a hundred hours well spent. I agree with you, but I think it turned a lot of people off who enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Like. Like I remember, I played the island, and it was remember the first island you were on before the credits even came up. And yeah, like, you played that for about forty-five minutes. You were no, I was on it for seven hours. I went to every section, every nook and cranny. I went into everything, and then the credits, and then the old, <laughs> and then the map opened, and I went, oh bloody! So I think I had fifty, sixty. I actually, after watching this trailer, I actually took out the Assassin's Creed and I put it back into my Xbox, but I mm. couldn't do an update because of my internet. So um, I might jump back in again and, and try and get a finish before this comes out. Oh, but again, it's, it's such a good game is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, but they're including like dual dual weapon um, wielding weapons now and all that kind of stuff in this. And I, I like the look of it. Um, I, the trailer, no, I, I know it's a cinematic trailer, but it definitely piqued my interest. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, the next thing then Can, is sorry, um, just before I go oh, that, um, yeah. on Netflix, have you seen this series? Norseman. No, I, 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 I've seen it come up and I've watched the trailer, but I never watched it. Watch it. It's is a it good, good laugh. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a comedy, it's a Norseman yeah. comedy. Yeah, it is really good. I've, I, I watched it. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, because I like the Last Kingdom. The fourth season just came out, and I'm going to jump into that. Yeah, that's the other one. Have you seen that one? No, that's no, I haven't. That's but pretty I'm... good. It's well worth the watch as well. If you like, if you like that kind of. Viking stuff. It's it's good storytelling, you yeah. know. Well, I'm hoping Norseman has another season. I'll on jump it. on I don't that. Know what it has, but I would I would highly recommend it. It's such a good laugh. Great. Uh, the next big news is uh, Jeff Keighley, who we all know does the the gaming awards, isn't it? Um, and he's you always see him at the E3 and all that kind of stuff. He's he's actually been pretty smart here. Now I think he's uh, seen an opportunity and jumped on it. Um, and he's after launching this new summer game festival. Because obviously there's no more conventions or events cancelled, mm. um, and again there was very little information about like I know the German one they're going to do a digital event, but E3 didn't do anything. We didn't really know what 
publishers were going to do. And I think they didn't know what they were going to do either. And I think what he's done now is given them a platform um, over the next four months to do a lot of digital um, promotion and reveals of their stuff. He set up uh, an official YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all of it. Um, and he's have he has a lot of people signed up, like um, 2K, Activision, Bethesda. Nintendo are the only people, from what I see, haven't signed up to it. And the big one is, I think, Xbox on the 7th of May. I think you were talking about on Sunday. Xbox are doing um, a big reveal as well with him. Yeah, but that's on the inside Xbox, isn't it, rather than... Yeah, but I think they're going to do more... Like, I think the Summerfest is, you know... They do the reveal on inside. Right. So we pretend that's E3, right? We'll say that's the E3 stage. So, and then afterwards, they do all the kind of chat shows, all the kind of more reveals of games and stuff. That's what he, he's still kind of taking that idea of. Okay. And I, I think it's good, like, you know. And it's, yeah. I, I mean, it's going running from May to August. Um, Warner Brothers Interact Entertainment are doing it right. Games. He's got Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Sony. I think Sony will do a big thing with their PS5 with it, you know. I think they find it might be good for them to have something like that, a kind of to help them with their marketing at the moment as well. Like I think they're kind of lost at the moment, Sony, with their PS5, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Xbox seem to be doing all the right things at the moment. That are, and I'm quite surprised that a lot, even though I'm a, an Xbox person myself, no more so than PlayStation. I just think what Xbox are doing is in, in the direction they're heading. If even if you look at the, did you notice the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer had the Xbox logo in the corner? Yeah, because the Sony it, one because yeah, it's, it's a smart play. With it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you see that didn't happen last generation. It was PlayStation had the all affili- affiliations. Remember? Yeah. So I, I think this Xbox Smart is it called Smart Play Smart something where you buy it, if you buy it on the Xbox One and then you buy in the new Xbox game it'll automatically upgrade it to the the, to and patch it to the prop to the new to the that xbox series x settings you don't have to rebuy the game yeah because xbox uh, um smart something project red Red did the same as well didn't they they said yeah if you buy it on one you've got it on that's fantastic i think that's that's a game changer i think and i solely don't have something similar you know if you have to buy a game again on sony after you know if if I'm to be honest, as a PC player, I don't for, I, for a console player. Don't get me wrong, mm. I understand that's a big deal. But for I a PC player, I don't feel it is as much because the nearest that you get on a PC to that is where they do a remaster. Master, yeah. But what they do, like um, you know, when a game is updated, like for example, when the um, Handsome Collection came out with the remasters of uh, Bioshock 1 and 2 mm. uh, and, you know, Bioshock Infinite, you got a free upgrade to yeah. the new version on the PC on through Steam. And to me, that it's a similar sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so Yeah, but the way I see it is, like, you're playing your service Assassin's Creed, the Valhalla, no new one, right? And Obviously, I, that's probably going to be a 100-hour game again. I mean, n- no matter what they take out of it, they still can't help add stuff to their map, you know? It's Ubisoft. Um, mm. But say, like, no, you don't have to wait until November to get the Xbox because you said, look, if I'm going to play it, I want to play it in its best format. No, don't get me wrong, the Xbox One or format or the Xbox One X, the, the, the 4K version, it'll still look good and still be nice, but 
you say you're 50 hours into it, you go and you trade in your Xbox One X and you get the Series X, which most of us will do. I'm guessing, you know, most of us do that kind of stuff. And then you plug the same disc into the Xbox Series X. You get a patch of 20, 30 gigs, which is always annoying, but that's what patches are. And then you have the best, like you have more graphics, you have the ray tracing, you you know what I mean? Can you imagine ray tracing then on the Assassin's, which you'll get on your PC anyway. But as a console, I think it's just, it's, I think it's a great, I think it's oh, yeah. something, personally for me, I think it's that one little thing at the moment that, I know Xbox doesn't have the games, right? That's always mm. been an issue. A lot of people love complaining about that. Where's the exclusives? I think that's going to be sorted soon. Or we'll finally have a, a roadmap for that. Yeah. Um, just thinking about the Jeff Keighley Summer Games mm. Fest as well. Uh, <laughs> when we talked about it on Sunday, mm. um, me and Steve hadn't actually heard of it. Personally, I haven't had, because I've been working all the time, I haven't had a lot oh, of okay. chance to really, you know, like keep up on some of the news in the last week or so. Mm. Um, and Steve hadn't heard of it either. And even when I did a search for it, it wasn't bringing back much either. That's the thing. So I thought it was something sort of like uh, eSports sort of related. No, no. How I got into it, like, you know, I, I do a lot of running as we were talking earlier on, and I listen to podcasts. Right. So, um, and kind of funny guys now who, who are quite good. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy them. They were talking about, they had of like two podcasts full talk about us. And I think Jeff is going to be on there as well talking about us. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of information came out of that. And then if, if you go and search Summer Game Fest, you'll see the, they've actually already put stuff up on the Twitch channel and stuff. They've done, um, people who are, have music in some games coming out have done live concerts and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. on the Facebook and YouTube. So look, it's just something when there's no conventions and we're like, like the E3 is kind of our Olympics or it's our World Cup. We love it every year, you know, as a gamer. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad it is even some years. It's still great to see all the trailers coming out and to have the chats and which who won us and, you know. I, yeah. For me, I love it. So it's well, just nice to have something else kind of look forward to now or some coming out. Definitely. Well, all I'll say is, uh, Scott, thanks for submitting the question earlier on uh, okay. on Sunday because, uh, yeah, sorry, we didn't do it justice, but I think Alan's done it justice there. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> we, we just we just hadn't heard of it, but it sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And if Jeff Keeley's listening, just email me at podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and we'll get you on the show and you can tell us all about it. <laughs> You can have hours to tell us about it. Anyway, carry on. I, I, I know I was able to talk about it. I'm actually excited for it. And finally, I just saw it today, and I actually picked it up, is um, Deus Ex Go is currently free now on iOS as well. Part of the stay-at-home and play from Square Enix, which are doing with a lot of their games. They have they had a Hitman last week, and they had um, Tomb Raider the week before, and a couple of other games. And that's another good game that's good for free, actually. Deus Ex Go. I enjoy it, so... Um, and that's kind of my news uh, to add on to what you were talking about. So yeah, brilliant. Okay, and hopefully you'll have more news from PS Five next week. It's getting oh. a bit frustrating. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Because yeah. you know we all want these machines. I do. So. I, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see what any kind of information because hmm. the Xbox is building the hype nicely. I think they are. I think they're doing, you know, an X made a seven note. And I think if it, if the games are there, if they have, I know there's going to be a couple of tur- Assassin's Creed is going to be there and played. Um, they're going to show gameplay of that, which I'm looking forward to. And that's third party games, obviously, but hopefully they'll sneak in one or two exclusives or give us an idea. You know, launch window 2021. What, what we'll expect, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Okay, fingers crossed. Well, we've done the new releases and we've done the subscriptions yeah. in the uh, previous show, so uh, we'll skip on um, all through that. Uh, so, Alan, do you want to uh, tell us what you've been playing? Um, two seconds. No, sorry, I have to scroll down. Um, my notes are a bit. Oh yeah, um, I'm still playing a lot of uh, Gears Pop. I, um, well, I, up to about a couple of days ago because I had a bit of internet trouble. And I was playing on my phone and stuff. I got to level ten on it. And I just haven't won a game since. It's just got too much play. To, like any guys I go up to are level ten, the same as me. If I put the same characters out, their characters are all level twenty five, and I'm level nine. Even though we're both level ten as a, a main character, the guys you put in the field are much have more uh, ammo and a stronger defense and everything. Because you pay to get your upgrade your 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 cards, we'll call them, or your pins. And right. I think that's unfair. It's a uh, I've kind of, I'd say I'm kind of at the end of that now, but I had a good couple of hours in it for free, so I can't complain. Mm. Um, and staying on the Gears uh, trend, um, I got to play Gears Tactics on the PC. It just came out on Game Pass on the 28th of April. It came out. Um, and again, it's another, I mean, the Game Pass is just it's such a, a great offer. I, I don't know why people complain about it sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, so how to describe this game the best way I can describe it is think XCOM meets chess only with chainsaws. That's pretty much it. Um, it's set 12 years before the first Gears of War game uh, in the city's uh, planet uh, Sierra at the beginning uh, beginning to fall to the monstrous threat rising from the underground, the Locust Horde. So you've all remember the first game, you know. So it's 12 years before that. Um, the government's kind of in disarray. You've got a, you have a squad of survivors um, and you're kind of together trying to battle, trying to survive. It brings back all, uh, like, it's all kind of Cole and all the young um, characters. They're all kind of, all the characters from the first years, they're all in it, and they're all voice or, voiced by the original actors, and they're all kind of, you know, rookies and stuff. Um, so the gameplay is you kind of command um, squadron of combatants are, like, Xbox, XCOM style, you have a certain amount of them. You direct their movements kind of like from a bird's eye perspective, like, um, what's that game? Diablo style. Um, yeah. Above various, various fields of play, you're kind of different levels. And you take turns with an unseen alien com- command. You don't see the aliens you're kind of, that are coming at you. The ones you do, you can take them out, but you're kind of setting up your units in cover to cover, coordinating attacks. Um, each unit kind of has three three action points. So one movement is an action point. You know, what I like is if you kind of move the cursor. No, I'm playing with the lead controller on my PC. I, I'm not a keyboarding mouse player. And it, it, the controls are perfect with it, I have to say. They've mapped it really well. Um, so if you move your cursor on the screen, it tells you how many action points it'll cost you. So some action points you can move to hide behind the wall. And then you can set up um, oversight, it's called, where it's kind of like a, a cone of light goes out. And it's so if anything comes into that cone, you automatically fire at them. So, uh, it, in a matter of fact, it is actually um, XCOM. XCOM. It is, but it's because taken, that's exactly what XCOM yeah. is as well. But it's not as, it's more, how do I describe it? XCOM is very, let's say XCOM is the simulator where Gears is the arcade. Does that make sense? It's more arcade. accessible. It's much more accessible. No, it's still very in depth. Um, each, like I said, you. Um, but it, it's so gears. Like you have your chainsaw movements. You can, 
you can take enemies down and do executions. So if you shoot them down to the low health, so you can actually be tactical. Um, if you shoot some low health and then you go and use another action point to, to use uh, execution, it automatically gives an extra action point to your other three players. So in you know, tight situations, you can actually sacrifice someone to take do an execution or a chainsaw motion to get the other three guys in flanking or in different positions, and then you can do a kind of a heal and revive. Um, so it's really good. It, um, you can kind of I like because you can switch very fast between each um, unit, each squadron member. Uh, so you can kind of play, I found myself taking. 10 minutes sometimes just to plan or 12 15 minutes sometimes just to plan movement for the four of my four players setting up traps and you know kind of you get in this what, what what's interesting about this game is that even though you have an area cleared off that's drop ships like the game come in behind you and can drop off a horde of locusts again behind you so you kind of have to sometimes be thinking what's you kind of sometimes have to set up one guy looking back in case you get kind of uh, trapped or something and then there's an emergence hole could appear ahead of you and it might take you four or five attempts or action movements or turns to get to the emergence hole to blow it up so every turn there's enemies keep coming out of us as the game does so you kind of have to sometimes sacrifice players to try and get them in to get the grenade down um, I'm playing it on my PC um, in 4k at ultra at the high settings it's running so well and it looks so good it's one of the. It's stunning looking, because you can you know when you zoom down to you can zoom up high or you can zoom down low to the action, mm-hmm. and when you zoom down low to behind the detail, it's it's up there with Gears Five, uh, even better uh, for visuals, and the cutscenes are fantastic. The story is really good. So they and they have side missions as well. Um, in between doing story in between doing story missions. They put side missions. You can choose to do them if you want to, or you can continue with the story. But the side missions are like little quick. Um, you need to get fuel. You need to get weapon upgrades. You need to get stuff, and it actually helps you then for your order story. So I would tell people to go off to the stories. It's about fifteen, sixteen hours to finish, from what I've seen. Um, really, really good. If you have Game Pass, you will need a good PC to run it. I'd say a good graphics card, but most gamers do this day and age. If they have games on PC, they'll have a good one. Um, if you have Game Pass, it's a no-brainer to get. Um, I'm about three hours into it, and it has that again, like I think, well, like Doom, but what Doom did wrong, it has that rock paper scissors feel about it. You know, you got to choose the right setup, the right Overwatch, the right character in the right place, because the fog of war, you don't know what's coming at you. So you might put down the scissor move, like movement, and the guys coming in could be a rock, and they could destroy you. So it's that kind of back and forward. I think it's very good. I'm going to play more of it. I like the fact that I can use my Elite Controller 2 on the PC as well. It synced perfectly to my Bluetooth and there's no delay on the, you know, the between the screen and the movement. It's perfect. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other game I played was, just for now, like I said, is Control. Um, the hour and a half. Really good looking game on my Pro, no, I have to say. It looks really nice. I turned off the film grain. I turned off the motion blur. I hate those on games. I never run them. Any game I play. Um, the story is really good, actually. I find myself stopping and reading every piece of information. I know I was talking to you about it. Everything you pick up, I'm reading it, and it actually adds to the story. And there's a couple yeah. of hits as well to Alan Wake. Um, the map, I think, will take a bit of getting used to mm-hmm. um, because it's it doesn't show you levels. They're kind of grayed out differently. So, But 
I think I'm going to pick it up on the Xbox, like I was saying earlier. Um, when once we uh, the shops kind of open again, I, yeah. well, I might pick it up. I think Final Fantasy might be my first one to pick up. To be honest with you, is is it not on Game Pass? Which control? Yeah. No, the rumors were it was coming. That's why I've been hanging on, but it, had, it never came to Game Pass. No. Oh, right, I thought it was. No, and that's why I was so surprised is that it was on PlayStation. I thought it was only a demo. So. No, no, it's a, no, it's a full game on the PlayStation. Um, but you know they are doing you know some quite good games on there now. Yeah, it's well worth it. That's what I was saying. I'm gutted I couldn't buy it at the offer because of that bloody seven day free trial. Mm. I mean, I must I must admit, you know, I played this game when it was first launched and I said it was good. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's it is a really uh, it's uh, what was that one, the one with all the cutscenes in because it's very like that, but it's by the same bit Hello of Microsoft, break? is it? Oh no, um, I don't know you're about the one by Microsoft. It's Quantum Break. Quantum Break, yeah, it's yes, very yes. like that. I didn't like the, that though. Yeah, this plays better. This yes, plays better. Yeah, um, I like the gun, the gun, 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 gun playing it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the upgrade, the upgrade system is actually not too. You know, sometimes you can it can be a bit frustrating with the upgrades. You can kind of it's very clear which is the better um, upgrade, and then you can um, break down the the weaker one and get some points to upgrade another thing. And so I quite like it. It's a good game. I have to say no, and I'll definitely dedicate I'll the next day or two before my <laughs> my PlayStation Pass goes. <laughs> I'll play it. <laughs> it. It's it's one I need to go back to though. That's the thing because I've got probably about halfway through the story. Yeah, um, well, and I need I, to finish it. I kind of want to play it because I, I know the new DLC is connected to Alan Wake completely, and I'm a huge Alan Wake fan. I, it's one of my up there, my favorite games. Oh yeah, definitely. It was, it was one of the games yeah. of the 360 yeah. era. That was and for sure. The, and the new DLC apparently is in that universe. So really, I really yeah, which has me interested. Um, so fingers crossed. My, I know my look. I'll buy it and it'll come on Game Pass next day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have that sort of look. Yeah. yeah. So or, yeah. Or it'll come on Game Pass. It'll come as. Uh, uh, oh yeah. You know the, the monthly so ones. Gold or something, yeah. Because they're doing the because they're they're actually have new DLC coming out, and that's usually when they go onto those soft those systems, don't they? Yeah, those uh, universes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, yeah, not too bad. Okay. Um, not much more different for me, uh, other than I'll do a quick shout out about. Uh, Dark Arcania, the ca- uh, the carnival. Uh, this is oh, yeah, uh, talking, yeah, an Artifix Monday uh, game, uh, which is another one that I've completed. So uh, so far this year, I've completed eighteen games. I don't know. There's some man, uh, and nine of them have either been one K or platinum. And how many of them have you off the Game Pass or are off the PS now? And many or have you purchased? Would you know? Right, so let's have a look. Uh, one, two, uh, six have been off Game Pass or PlayStation now. So that's a good that's a good return, really. So for your your yearly charge, you know, I think. Yeah. Because if you didn't have the Game Pass or the, or the PS Now, you'd be buying them. I'm guessing, knowing you, you'd be probably yeah. buying them, and it'd probably cost you four or five times the price the cost. Yeah, probably would. So, as I, I completed Subnautica. Yeah. Um, I completed uh, Astrologaster. Mm. Um, moving out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously Hellblade on a PC. Yeah, I know. As well. uh, you know, so 
you know that that was and a it, you know one of the <laughs> one of the many versions of that that I've completed. And have you gone back to it on Switch? Yeah, I still playing it on Switch. I just, I just pick it up every now and again and go back and all that. I still uh, keep meaning to do the uh, video uh, on yeah. that one, but um, yeah. So uh, Dark Arcade the, uh, the Carnival. Mm. Uh, so as I said, this is one of the, those games. So in this one, you take on the role of a female detective searching for a woman who was mysteriously vanished in the middle of a fun fair. And while looking for clues, you uncover um, a tragic love story and the consequences of an evil pact. Mm. That's the story of it. And to be honest, it is just still the normal Artifix Monday game where it's, you know, the solving solutions, you know, using different articles to unlock different areas, doing the, you know, uh, 12 hidden objects and all of that sort of stuff. So it's quite easy, quite, uh, you know, easy games to pick up, but they can yeah. get quite straight in when some of the clues are very cryptic and stuff like that. This one, you have a monkey that you can assign to go and get your stuff that's out of reach <laughs> or get stuff that's higher up and that sort of stuff, but... It wasn't a bad story, to be fair. Okay. Um, and it gets 9 out of 10 on Steam. So, you know, people tend to like it. I, I like yeah. these games. And also, if you like these games as well, there is an absolute load of them on PlayStation now. Yeah. As well. I think there's about five on there. So, because I've been yeah. doing I Googled one, two this, of them. I Googled it when you were taught, when, you were, when I saw you finish it. <laughs> and I was like... Uh, it actually looked interesting. I was like a uh, carnival puzzle, so yeah. no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the patience you have for those kind of games. You you like puzzle games. Well, I mean, there's probably about four to six hours worth of gameplay without using a, a guide Yeah. Uh, on it, you know, and like I said, haven't one cared it because to get some of them, you know, it's like complete a uh, find a hidden obstacle or object uh, sort of like level under in under a minute. Mm. You know, without making an error, that's hard. Ah. I'll tell you. Even yeah. if you've got it on a big screen TV, because <coughs> of the angles that they use with objects and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, but I've I've now when I play these, I just switch them on expert mode. I never bother with hints. Okay. You know, if if I can't work it out, I'm not going to work it out, and that's it. It'll sit there until I figure it out, or until it drops off mm. Game Pass or PlayStation now. But I quite enjoyed that one. That was a good one to uh, to go for. Yeah. So, okay. Well, in that case, then, let's go on to movies, TV, and streaming. All right. So, movies, TV, and streaming. Uh, so, again, we've already uh, probably gone over uh, all of the news, unless you've got any other news there. Um, I don't know. Did you talk about Extraction? Um, uh, no, I haven't talked about that because I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, you're, you should watch it. Well, on, on, both anyway, premiered on, on April 24th and as it was directed by Sam Hargrave and produced by the Rooster Brothers, a.k.a. the Avengers movies and stuff. And I've actually watched it twice now already. They actually did a very good YouTube. They had the directors and Chris Hemsworth, everybody, sitting down and they played the movie on YouTube and talked about it. So it was really good. But the interesting thing is, as of May 1st, Netflix uh, shared via Twitter that it's after being watched by 90 million people wow. already. Um, of course, it helps that most of them, uh, at the time it's been released, were all stuck at home. 
but it's officially become the biggest, um, most watched show on Netflix to date. I think the ne- the next the next one to it was sixty eight million, um, which would have been uh, Tiger King. Is this Tiger? Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, I watched it. It was it was weird, but it was fun. It was it was strange. You I, know, I, I really culture. enjoyed that show. I enjoyed it, but it just it was it, it's hard to believe that people like that you know are out there. You know that kind of thinking and. It's strange, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen Bla- Karen Biskin, what was it? What was her name? She became quite famous, I think. Carol, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, the bitch, or whatever the he says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is? It was allegedly theorised to have fed her husband to the yeah. lions. This is real life, by the way. Folks. I know, but there was. You one haven't scene, seen this. I know, but in one scene, she's talking about you. Um, if you want, if I wanted to feed the lions. That uh, you should put a uh, sardine oil over it or something, smothered <laughs> in sardine oil because the tigers love that. And I was like pausing and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's just telling you how to feed something to the tigers. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like the, the new episode they had there about kind of catching up. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Um, but it was. it's an interesting watch. It really is, like, you know. Um, the other news um, is Avatar. They released the first picture um, yeah. of the movie. Um, Sigourney Weaver, spoilers, which I think is strange. She's actually coming back from the dead and is going to be in it. And is already... <laughs> hmm? Well, how she died, I don't think that she really died, did she? She sort of like went into the planet. Yeah, so look, they're bringing her back in, a full character, and all the cast um, and movies on target for December 17, 2021 release. It'll be very interesting to see how um, how it does. Like Van Diesel's going to be in this. Um, Sam Warrington's it has all the old cast, and they're adding Van Diesel into it as well. And Eddie, Michelle Yeoh, and they're going straight. They're doing two, and they're doing three and four as well. They're doing all three movies together. So mm. uh, Lord of the Rings style. So well, that's interesting. I'm I'm not being funny, but they're going to have to because otherwise the director's going to die of old age before know, these yeah. are gone if, if they leave the gaps that they've gone to for you know between one and two I think again they would lost the momentum now from like one was until Avengers movie was the biggest movie of all time mm. I don't think Avatar 2 is going to have that connection to people you know <sighs> I, 3D, I, I, 3D was the big factor for Avatar back then remember that was a big selling point for that movie because it was filmed in 3D pretty much primarily. like, yeah. And it did look good, 3D in the cinema, even though it looked blurry. I preferred watching it in the HD, HD version. Like, I don't like that movie. It doesn't hold up anyway. You know? You don't like it? I, I liked it when I saw it the first time. But yeah. if you go back and watch it now, it just doesn't... It's like watching 300. You know the movie 300? Mm. I liked it the first one or two times I watched it. But as the years have gone on, it just hasn't held up. And I just kind of went... Ugh. I'm the same with Avatar. If it comes on, I'd switch it off. I wouldn't watch it. Um, personally, that's my own personal taste, obviously. <laughs> um, and the other news is, unfortunately, John Wick Chapter 4 has been pushed back to 2022, yeah. which is disappointing because I love those movies. And mm. that's kind of all the news I have. Nothing major happening in the world. Um, it's I, have a, I have a bit of news that we never mentioned on the last oh, show. Uh, but as you know, Trolls, the movie, was oh, yeah, released by Universal mm-hmm. um, during the COVID-19 crisis. It was originally supposed to go to the cinema, yeah. 
Um, but it's been it's worked out really well for a home release yeah. uh, early. And what they were decided to go to do, or um, Universal has decided they're going to do, is do uh, joint home sort of cinematic yeah, releases. And this has had a backlash mm-hmm. from Audion and Cineworld who are now refusing, actually refusing, mm-hmm. to air any more Universal movies. Which is in the, the Fast and the Furious new movies, all those ones. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's still Empire and all of those sort yep. of cinemas, but... No, there's there's, there's two more came on board. There's four now in total. Have They've all come together. I think all cinemas will eventually do it because mm. it looks like it's a swell... Like, Trolls cleared $100 million in two days. In the two days yeah. of rental, it cleared $100 million, which was, like, you know, they, had, they didn't have to pay any cinemas, pay anything, or they had to pay anything, you know what I mean? They didn't have to pay any of the sending the movies out to the cinemas and all that kind of stuff and all to keep, you know? So, yeah. I, well, I, 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 I can understand because, I mean, that they weren't really supporting their, 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 the, the, the business that, the business model that sells their movies. They didn't support it, did they? When everything shut no. down. So I can understand the frustration. I, I can sort of understand it from both sides. Yes. To be fair. Um, what my concern about the whole thing is, more to do with, let's say that other film producers took this decision that, oh, we'll just go, we'll, we won't bother with cinema. We'll just go with, you know, releasing straight to download, uh, you know, for rental. Yeah. There is something intrinsically lost in a movie when it goes to download. Yeah. And looking at it on the small screen, you know, it's, you don't get the, Epicness. Imagine, you know, you think about, have you you got the Avengers movies that you've got those, haven't you? So imagine watching them on your big screen TV, even if you had like, you know, a 60 inch big screen TV, compared to going to the cinema, getting your popcorn, well, not that I eat popcorn, but getting your popcorn, getting your drinks, sitting down and watching it in that Dolby Atmos, great big, massive screen. There is something special about that experience. Yeah, I agree with you there. Adds to the movie. I agree with you there. But I also think I also think those days are, are, are going to be hard to get back to. With the like socialised how do cinemas make money now if every second seat's empty. Mm-hmm. And also the Oscars have come out today and they've changed their format now because before a movie had to be in the cinema for seven days before it was eligible to be nominated for an Oscar or to be, you know, looked at for an Oscars. They've got rid of that now, and all streaming and downloading movies are now eligible from for Oscar mentions or nominations. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so I think it's just the way things are changing. I like watching my movies at home and have my headphones on, and I've got a nice TV. But I know where you're coming from as well, Hayden. I understand that all that the whole it's a kind of a, a, a nice house and the whole atmosphere and the feeling of the big screen and. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, my my mate uh, John, who he's the one who I go to the cinema most with these days. Yeah. You know, he he lives at Stockton. Um, 
you know, so we meet in between. We go to the Empire Cinema at Catrick because it's about equidistance for both of us to travel, uh, yeah. rather than one of us having to travel because there's no other cinema near me anyway. But there's like two or three cinemas near him, so we, we sort of we travel that way. We, we meet there, but it kind of it makes that special because you know we we go to um, you know go to McDonald's before have a Mackey D's or go to yeah. you know wherever get something to eat, go to the cinema. Have a good night, you know. And we haven't done that we, well this year, actually, which is a, a great shame because you know mm. I've, I've missed doing that with him. But uh, before coronavirus, we just couldn't get diaries synced up. That's just the way it is. He he went back over to Northern Ireland to visit his parents and oh, okay. stuff like that when we were going to meet up. But um, so you know, it, it's just one of it's, life happens, doesn't it? But we normally go once a month, and I've really really miss doing that and there are certain things for me you know certain movies that are, are big events whether or not yeah. we like them or not i agree you with know, you a star yeah. wars movie for example i would want to be. see a star wars movie e- even now no being, i wouldn't, go, I wouldn't I, no i wouldn't go no not anymore not, not unless they they have like, obviously hopefully new trilogy they, i probably will but yeah. up to the la- up to the last ones no, yeah. I didn't. Well, if, so. well, I mean, if I'm, I'm sure you'll be the first one at the cinema if uh, Ryan Johnson does a trilogy. Oh, yes, 100%. I'm there day one. Yeah. He's a fantastic director. <laughs> in, a, in opposite universe. Um, <laughs> don't, don't worry, me and Steve had a, a debate about uh, Nicolas Cage on a Sunday oh, show. What was the debate? Um, and because, you know, um, well, the. the the debate was that Steve thought that Nicolas Cage was brilliant, and I said I found him difficult to uh, yeah. be believable as a human being, let alone anything else. I'll be in the middle. I think he's a marmite. He's made some fantastic movies, but he's also made some of the worst movies in history and some of the worst acting movies ever. Yeah. So I think he's very much depends on the movie if he's making it for money you can sell yeah. it you know you can tell he's just in it for the money like oh i i, I just think he's he's so wooden uh, mm. to be honest yeah. i just think he's he's uh yeah but then if you look at something like mandy he was fantastic you ever see mandy no that's some yeah. movie it's, oh, it's, i thought that was a great movie yeah so. i mean for, for me um i think that nicholas cage was played best when his character Castor troy was played by John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> that was Nicolas Cage's best part. Yeah, that's true. I love that movie, Face Off. I, actually, I don't mind like that movie. To that's that's, that's what... the only movie that I'll watch with his image. Other than Kick-Ass, because his wooden acting was perfect for when he was set on fire. I watched one the other night, um, Knowing. I hadn't seen it for a while, and I actually enjoyed it. Where it's about the... It was on Film 4. I don't know if you've seen it, about the... They were getting messages from aliens and stuff because the planet was going to end. I actually yes. enjoyed that movie. That wasn't bad. But that was despite him, not because of him. Yeah, I suppose. But I actually found him okay in it. He, was, he wasn't bad. He, he's very hit and miss. He's a Marmite actor. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying all of his movies are bad. Uh, are, are, are bad he's, but... When he's good, he's good. He's really good. But when he's bad, he's really bad, if that makes sense. There's no middle ground with him. Yeah, well, we were talking about the uh, colour out of space. Yeah, that was a strange movie. Yeah, because I so I was a bit mad about it because it's sort of like sci-fi horror. Uh, I but I thought well. 
Yeah. I thought Nicolas Cage was terrible in it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the wrong cast for that movie. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, and and as for Nicolas Cage it being Superman, thank God that never happened. Yeah, but that's such a fantastic um, documentary. Have you ever watched it? No, I haven't. Oh, Nicolas Cage it was almost Kevin Smith kind of produced it, and they show pictures of the suit and him inside putting on the new suit that they were going to do, and it's such a and he was into a big time. Like it's a really good documentary if you get a chance to pick it up. I actually watched a documentary there the other day the new about the making of Alien. It was really good as well. But, I mean, Nicolas Cage, he was into Hellrider, wasn't he? And look yeah. at how bad those movies were. Yeah. The second one is atrocious. Let, let, let's face it, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version was much better. Yeah. That's back soon as well. Made of something. Still oh, trailer first. No, yeah. I haven't. I haven't, but I can't wait. Oh, because it's so another good. season after this one, isn't there? So. No, the trailer said witness the final season that's why i thought you'd seen that no because i've i've only well i, I must have missed a season then in that case because uh they just got back from earth and sorted out you know oh, just got back from the future yeah and, and will at the end of it something happens at the end of hold on no maybe i'm a season ahead of you Am well I? yeah well, we'll I, talk I don't know her. yeah talk off air okay. um but uh yeah I, I thought that hellrider was much better in that one as well yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well done. There, are, yeah. there was rumours of a spin-off, actually, of the character. Yeah. The, the, the last season I watched had an alternate Coulson. Yes. From a different world. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So yeah. So the new one is the last season. No, it's my understanding was it was supposed to be two seasons after this. I I thought so as well, and then it said uh, witnessed of the end and something. It said witnessed. I have to watch it again, and I'll let you know. Yeah. That that that'd be interesting because definitely the I last I'd heard was well, that yeah. they were doing two because it wasn't it like season uh, four or five five and mm. we're going to seven seasons that was the last I'd heard. This is season seven, though, isn't it? No, six. Okay, I'll have to go watch it afterwards. Yeah, sorry, it's been, it's, it seems like ages since it was on last. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> gangs in New York. Tell us about that. No, it's gangs in London. Oh, gangs in London. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> misread it. It's it's my dyslexia. Yeah. Um, One thing I want to know is, why is it, because I do actually have dyslexia, mm. why is it that dyslexic is one of the most complicated words to spell? I know, yeah. It's spelled like D-Y-X or something, isn't it? Yeah. Why why yeah. can't it be like Bob? But no, dyslexic, <laughs> you know. Anyway. So, um, that, that, that is true. I'm not taking the mick out of people who are dyslexic, otherwise I'm taking the mick out of myself. Yeah. It's just taking the mick out of the spelling of it, because it is terrible to write. If you're dyslexic, anyway, it's carry like on. OCD. If you've OCD, it's CDO. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you need well, it I'm, Yeah, so that I, you know. Um. Anyway, Gangs of London. This this show. Oh. So I've been waiting for this one ever since I saw the trailer, and I've been kind of grabbing onto any information I have till eventually till it came out. You know. Mm-hmm. So this is directed by another one of my favorite directors, um, Gareth Evans. He's from Wales. Um, he wrote and directed this series. It's his first ever TV show. Um, you may know him from the movies, my favorite movies, which I kind of bring up a lot, if I've noticed, but I watch them a lot. The Raids 1 and 2. But also he's done the Netflix movie, The Apostle, from 2018, the horror show. If you've ever seen that, it's on Netflix. It's unbelievable. Steve, I don't know, has he seen it? He'll love it. Um, and he's also been involved in the VHS movie series. Have you watched those, no? No. 
VHS movie series is two two movies and there's four stories in each movie, kind of old style Twilight Zones, Twilight Zone style movies, and they bring like Quentin Tarantino, like really good directors, and they all do their own story. But each story is just fantastic. Oh, it's so good. The horrors. And they're all connected in some way. And there's two movies, VHS 1 and 2. Oh, VHS 1 is fantastic. You should you'd, you'd, you'd really enjoy it. Um, so he's involved in that. Um, and the rumor is he's also directing Deathstroke. The new Deathstroke movie, which I hope so is true. Because he's just a genius at his fights and action sequences. Anyway, Gangs of New York it centers around the family called the Wallaces, an Irish family. And they're the kind of the black heart of the criminal activity in London. They're in charge. Every criminal organization, they're like the godfather of them. They're in charge of them. You know, they all come to them. Mm-hmm. So at the start, the, within the first two or three minutes, the, the Wallace patriarch, who's played by the excellent Colin Meany from Star Trek, Chief O'Brien, yeah. he's murdered, assassinated. Um, and that's like, He's a massive actor, and mm. within two minutes he's shot, and that's when it just all kicks off. His son Sean, he's played by uh, from if anyone watches Peaky Blinders, Joe Cole. He kind of takes over the Empire. He becomes the head guy. That, you know? That's the guy off um, Sunshine, isn't it? Yeah. On uh, twenty eight days. Uh, twenty eight days later. No, no, you're actor. no, you're thinking of um, the the guy from Cork, um, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Joe. Joe Cole, Joe Cole is his brother in that movie, in that Peaky Blinder series. All oh, right, okay, I'll think. Yeah, sure he's a really good actor. Um, um, so he kind of when he takes over, he instructs every he instructs every single London boss at the table. He says, "There's no more business happening until we find out who murdered my father," and that's kind of when really stuff just hit the wall. Like no one really wants to comply to it. They all kind of battling now for the power of taking over the chair you know so like a, a giant war kind of starting to kick off um almost kind of like a game of a game of throne style only without the dragons kind of but more modern that kind of like grasping for the throne you know mm-hmm. now if you add in garris evans style of filming and action from the opening scene like like the opening scene and i'm not spoilers because in the trailer there's a guy hung from a rope upside down from the highest point like of London, and the, Sean the son is lights lights throws gas on top of him and just lights the match, and then the flame goes down and catches the man on fire. Now it sounds pretty gruesome, and I shouldn't be saying how beautiful it was, but they did it from a, a wide angle shot. I love camera angles, so that when the rope cuts, he falls slowly at a wide angle, and it's just the, the cinematographers. Is stunning because London's in the background and it's the, you know the London scape in the moonlight. It's just fantastic. Um, it's like really fresh dialogue and really good acting. Um, no, well for me the biggest thing for Guns Guns in London. Firstly, I'd say I've seen a lot of people uh, kind of dismiss it after watching thirty minutes. I've heard people talking on Twitter, not like in other stuff, saying I watched thirty minutes. It's a pile of shit. You can't say something. Sorry for cursing. No, it's it's not good. You can't say something's not good in thirty minutes. You know what I mean? It just annoys me. Mm. You got to give something a chance. We, how many shows have we watched, Hayden? It, the first two episodes have been, uh, it's not bad, and then before we know it, the next eight episodes have been fantastic. You oh, know. Yeah. So how yeah. many how many shows have we watched? Yeah. The first episode's been fantastic, and then the yeah. rest has been dishwater. But, 
but still give it more than 20 minutes I turned it off because it was not it was crap you know I, that annoys me um, he may like Garrett Evans now has brought his kind of raid style action to this movie which we have no, I have never really seen before on any kind of uh, gang style TV shows um, he kind of made his name in Indonesia film industry um, his style is very kind of hyperkinetic really vicious and ferocious violence and I mean it's this movie this TV show is not and I'm not saying that I've said this before but this is not for the faint hearted there's a fight scene in it with a meat cleaver with a pikey uh, that is up there one of the best sequences I've ever seen my wife watched it tonight and she was absolutely wincing because I, I said you have and she's after watching four episodes she's loving it um, but it's really really gruesome it's really like dead bodies hocked up in you see everything so I mean if you have a faint stomach you know, it mightn't be for you. But again, the show isn't all about the action and and uh, and that's the action sequence and the, and the blood. It's also a good story, you know, behind mm-hmm. it. Um, it's nine episodes long. The first episode is ninety minutes, and it just doesn't stop from minutes one to minutes to the last minute. There's a nice little twist at the end of it as well. At the end of that, you kind of see coming anyway because of the main character. Um, I've loved every second of it. I can't wait for the second season. Episode 5, without giving too many spoilers away, right? It's probably one of the best hour of TV I've watched in a long time. Have you ever seen the Precinct 13 movie? Where, um, Yeah, and the remake. The remake's only okay with Ethan Hawke. But the original, where you have people kind of holed up in in the Precinct and then they're just being constantly attacked from all angles. Mm -hmm. In Episode 5, there's a farmhouse on the coastline and there's a sequence that's just like that for... For 45 minutes of just unbelievable non-stop just action and attacking and trying to get into the house while telling the story as well while they're in there and they're trying to get away and there's one scene where and I, I, I'm not really spoiling anything you have to kind of see it they put explosives on the roof to get down to the bottom to get into the house so what happens is that the, the the roof explodes and then he runs to jump through the hole to go down to the next thing. But the camera follows him. Like, how do I explain? Like, the house is cut down the middle like a like a, a cut, right? And the camera follows him as he jumps from the top all the way straight down while all the action is happening through the levels as he's falling down. Mm-hmm. It's just the timing of it. Some the, There's more one-shot takes in this that I was talking about last week in Extraction, like 12 minutes long, that you've seen in Daredevil and other movies have done it. This does like one long shots in every episode. And yeah, a lot of the camera is tracking and it, that kind of shaky cam like you've seen in the Bourne Identity. But mm. it's not as bad. It's done really, really well. He's kind of known for his style of going from one car to another car. Like he would... This, he would actually get guys to cover themselves in the exact same look of the car seat. Oh, it's kind of hard to explain. He just flows through cars, flows out of the cars into the street. Then the camera, it's all one shot, but it's six different people with six different cameras. And they're all disguised as different parts of the environment. So that when the camera gets to that part of the environment, that person then jumps out and continues the camera action if does that make sense yeah so they actually had guys who had like leather they did they looked like the car seat so that when the camera went to the window of the car then the guy all you see was the the, the passenger car seat and there was no one there 
but actually it was a guy with a camera behind it and then when the camera went to the screen he'd come up exactly and then continue to shot through the car it's just fantastic to watch it's one floor you know everything's on dollies and i love it i love that kind of style of filmmaking sometimes i'd watch it for ages you know mm-hmm. for me it's a much watch if you're if you love the only negative i would put about it is that it's very much knife orientated machetes and stuff and i know not personally here in ireland but in london you have when well, i've seen the news and i know sometimes news exaggerate things you have a culture of gangs with knives and stuff in london at, in england at the moment if i'm if i'm right to say Hayden, am i yeah 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 there, there, there has been issues with that yeah. sort of stuff yeah well this thing would does it really like there's nigerians and machetes that go into an, an english bank and I mean, they hack off everybody's right hand because the they lost all their money. They thought the bank stole it off them. And he lines all the hands up on the desk while he's talking to the manager. Um, there's a lot of knife work in this. And I'm just thinking, if you're a young kid watching this, it's quite Im- influential, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. You know what mm-hmm. kids are like. They watch Sea Monkey do. They do. Do you know kind of way? Like, um, so that's the only thing I kind of... There's a couple of scenes like that I was watching... I was like, you know, you can see some kids getting influenced by it, you know, which hopefully they won't. It's still a fantastic show. I would five out of five for me. I've watched it twice already, and I'm probably going to watch it a third time. It's nine episodes. I binged probably the whole lot in one night the first night I watched it. Um, It's been my favorite thing I've watched this year. I would actually, I'm going to go to limb here more than the card, Hayden. Sorry. Um, That's how much I loved it. Um, but again, you really have to like this style of movie, this style of TV show, with the the action and and the blood, you know. Mm, yeah. So, are you going to watch it? You think or? Oh, it's definitely one that I've got on my watch list. Mm. Definitely. Um, I really like the uh, the look of the look of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just waiting for that to you know, do just a time to be able to watch it really more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. I think it's the type of thing I'll have to be in the right mood for it. Oh, definitely. Um, my wife now watched all four. She watched four episodes today. She told me she's loving it. So, and she doesn't like that kind of stuff. No, she does kind of close her eyes a bit during some of it. She said. Um, and quickly, the other thing I watched, um, and I kind of just put it on because I've, every time I turn Netflix, I see it, and I always say, "Oh, I must watch that." And it's Bright, the Will Smith movie. Yeah. No, I won't say much about it because it came out in 2017. Um. It was directed by um, Ariel Reiser, the guy who did Suicide Squad. Um, mm-hmm. It stars Will Smith and Joel Egerton. Um, now, this movie got slated when it came out. I think it's one of the reasons why I never watched it. And I mean, it got really got like the worst movie of 2017 and 90 millions wasted. It cost 90 million dollars to, to make like. But after reading like how poorly the movie reviewed, I actually was surprised. I actually enjoyed it. It was it it wasn't bad. Mm. The story is pretty. It's set in an alternate present day, where kind of humans and orcs and elves and fairies all kind of coexist since the beginning of time, really. Which is a kind of a strange premise, but it actually it's an interesting premise. And the Dark Lord was destroyed instead of Jesus being born and or coming two thousand years ago. It was the Dark Lord that was defeated when humans and orcs came together and. So this movie is kind of about him coming back and a prophecy to stop him. It 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 looks really well. The the the, the special effects and the action and everything is. It's actually you can see the money that's spent into it. 
and the first half an hour is a bit of a slog and I was like oh god and I, and I, but I stuck with it like sticking to my own rule give something a chance and as it went on and as the story unfolded and 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 better characters came into it I, I really and I would say I really enjoyed it but I enjoyed it I mm. kind of finished and it actually gets quite funny it, and have you ever seen the movie Alien Nation no have you had yes that yes, yes. I, I've seen this as well to be honest oh yeah did you enjoy it or I, I I didn't get past the first half hour, <laughs> to oh, admit. I, I, th- I think I started watching it, I thought, oh, God, this is difficult. Yeah, and it then... is, but it, ac- it actually gets quite good. The story actually gets really interesting and actually makes yeah. sense, and the action sequences get quite good. Will Smith actually gets... But the guy who plays his partner, he's actually the guy who's in um, Captain Marvel. He's He plays... Um, what are the green guys called in space? And he actually becomes no spoilers if you haven't seen spider-man he takes over from do you know that guy he, he's in the marvel movies and mm-hmm. he plays he plays um the the arc and he's actually really good it, and he gets quite funny as it goes on and towards the end of it the chemistry and, and the interaction between them felt very much like the alien nation movie and i that's why i actually enjoyed it I, I listen it's not going to win any awards it's not it's on netflix it's not cost anything to watch it, it i enjoyed it I give it a solid two or three out of five, you know. Yeah. You know, it, it was a good movie. It was okay. I've seen worse, you know. If, mm-hmm. if, if Nicholas Cage in it, it would probably be terrible. Let's put it that. <laughs> it was better. It was better than After Earth. So, if that's any help. <laughs> with Nicholas, that's, to be fair, that that's not a high bar to jump on. Yeah, but we've you know, <laughs> the same guy who did After Earth wrote Rogue One. So, you know. Yeah, it just goes to prove that it doesn't matter, you know, how good you, yeah. you know, your net, your film is. If it's not as good as the last one, yeah. people are going to call it out. So that's everything. Um, yeah, well, it's cool. So lots to, uh, yeah, lots, lots to watch there. Um, I've not really seen much else other than uh, what I'd already mentioned. Uh, I, w- I would say about the Tiger King though, because mm-hmm. that seems to be one of those shows that's like uh, sweeping a nation at the moment and is very popular. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's talking about it. You know, when you, you know, when you're talking to people, you know, people who I'm going into, you know, Skype meetings with and like other members of my team would have been in contact. It's sort of like, oh, have you seen the Tiger King? Yeah. And people dressing like it and everything and memes and it's, it's definitely become the thing. Like, yeah. And, it, and it's uh, one of those sort of like, um, documentaries that follows uh, this guy who's sort of like believes himself to be the Tiger King and he basically has like his own zoo with loads of big cats and other animals and stuff Mm. like that and uh, he is a very uh, loud and proud sort of outrageous sort of um, gay uh, red-necked hillbilly sort of yeah. character, isn't he? Which is, sounds like a complete contradiction in terms, but somehow he manages to pull it off. And you know, it's uh, the story about this 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 guy and other people who um, have related, oh, not related to the story. Particular, uh, a woman who he had uh, a lot of bad press with uh, called. Um, Oh, I forgot what her name is. Catherine. Carabless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever her name is. Ca- uh, Carol Baskin. That was it, wasn't it? Uh, Carol Baskin. Yeah. yeah. And where 
she's calling you out for uh, mishandling. Yeah, you know, but she was uh, doing the same stuff. Like I, I know that there's a lot of hypocr- hypocrisy. Yeah, and then there's the the professor, whatever his name is, as well. Yeah. I forgot what he is. Who's another cat owner and another guy who Joe gets involved in his uh, in his zoo, who ends up sort of like well, I'm not going to say, but. Because it's one of those things if you've got to watch it. Because it is kind of like... Yeah, because it's... You once you watch it. Yeah, it's very kind of like seedy sexual undertones as well there, you know. Oh, the, they all have multiple partners and yeah. people just attract... Like the, the tiger cub seems to attract a certain type of person as well, you know. It's mm-hmm. an, it, it's fast. Because every episode is about each different character, you know. that it, like I thought it was going to be all about Tiger King, but it actually had an old episode on Carol Veskin and you had an episode on... Um, kind of Jeff, everyone, Jeff and Ronald, then and then I, I never realized that actually Louis Thoreau did a, an hour and a half documentary on him, and I went back and watched it, and that's very interesting. Oh, if I you haven't seen that, that. I'll have to, I'll yeah, have to go watch it. it's on YouTube, I think, and it's it's free to watch, you know. And he he's with him, he stayed with him for a couple of weeks, and she's mentioned a lot, Karen Bleskin, and he actually talked about her himself, what he thought of her when he was around her, you know. So the documentary is pretty good. I think it was two thousand and three or something. It's an old enough documentary, but I like Louis Thoreau. He's a very good um, interviewer. He tends to get stuff out of people, you know, when he's talking to them. But this isn't Louis Thoreau, though. That's the important thing. It's, it's not. No, his no, 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 no. This was put together by the, the guy. Was the guy did Netflix? He, he, he was. He yeah. It started off as one story, ended up being something else over five years. He, but it's it's it is absolutely. Fascinating. It's a fascinating, uh, yeah. fascinating show. Really, really is a fascinating uh, show to watch, and because, it's more fascinating because it's real life. Yeah, which you couldn't make it up. No. Um, and like Mike Tyson has tigers off him, and a lot of basketball players, Magic Johnson is in and stuff like that. They're kind of yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. We, you know. Yeah, definitely. You kind of you sit there watching with your mouth open for something like because what's going on? You're kind of like, what the hell? Where the story eventually goes with FBI and everything, you just can't believe it. Yeah, no, it 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 is uh, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating to watch. And the story's gone all the way up to Donald Trump is thinking about leaving, uh, releasing him. <laughs> well, that's how far the story, that's how big it's gotten, you know. Yeah, because it's scarce. Yeah, I, I I don't think that that story's over. I no, really I don't. don't. So. No, no. Um, I, I I have a theory. We'll talk on. Offline about it because I don't oh, want to okay. put it on the show, but I I have a theory about what is actually going on there. But we'll we'll talk offline, <laughs> you know, personal views rather than show views. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, do, do you want to uh, answer the questions as well so you get your point of view on uh, some of the questions I that will, we got I, uh, raised I, this week? Do you want to tell me what they are? Or okay, well we'll go on. Go on Got a list of questions in that case. Okay. All right, so list of questions, uh, part two uh, for this one because Alan wasn't able to answer them before. So um, Mark uh, started us off with asking a question of how much will the release date affect the next gen console sales and will the first out of the gate win the race? Hmm. How long? First out of the gate won't, won't win the race. I think I think PlayStation will outsell Xbox. I've said that before. 
Yeah. I think Xbox are more of a platform these days than just the box. That's what they're going for eventually. Mm. Like you play on your phone, you play the same game on your laptop, you play the same game on your screens. It's a platform. It's all connected. The box is just, you know, so, something material to have to buy. I think the PlayStation will sell more. Um, what was the first part of how will it affect? Um, how much will the release date affect the next gen consoles, and will the first out of the gate win the race? I think that they all will. I think they'll all come out in November this year. I think, but lower numbers. I think obviously people trying to find the money to purchase them will affect it. So I still think PlayStation will outsell Xbox. Um, but then saying that Xbox doing all the right things this time, and you know sometimes when you get a swell of if Xbox come out now next Thursday with the games. Say if they came out with three or four uh, exclusive games, and I don't mean like Halo or or Forza, they're going to come out anyway, probably day one. But I mean mm. like they do their fables or they do, like we've said before, something different, like, like up to the God of War standard or the Hellblade or something. I think, and they're doing two or three of those a year. If they say, tell us like two or three time, two two or three of those games a year are coming out the same kind of style as Sony, I think then Xbox could be on a winner. With the Game Pass as well, because they'll go. St- they want the Game Pass, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think the next box Sony will be sitting up then. So I hope that answers that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the second question is: uh, Did the failure of Connect directly impact Microsoft's approach to VR market? If the Connect had never happened, would we have a console alternative to PSVR? I think the Connect was a massive mistake. I think that that meeting, that E3 briefing all those years ago, did more damage to the Xbox One and mm-hmm. their their mentality of going for TV, kind of capturing TV media, everything rather than just a gaming machine. Um, they were trying to be all things to everybody, and then it was only 900p that affected it. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think the Connect definitely had an impact. You paid an extra 100 euros or whatever you paid for the Connect, so the price was higher. And then Sony came out straight away with a lower price and had, we're just game, we're a gaming machine for gamers. Um, and yeah, if Connect had not happened, would there have been a, a PSVR? I don't think, I don't know. I think the PSVR has been a success for PlayStation. What do you think? It's sold 5, 6 million. Like. Yeah, I mean... I'm aware of how many it's sold millions and millions. I said I, I yeah. think that it's been successful, but I also said I think that now what we are seeing is it was a bit of a fad, but it's found yeah. its genre, its uh, niche. Yeah, but it's just that uh, why would you buy one when you have like the Oculus Rift now and how how much the the VR sets now have moved forward and the PlayStation one is like. It's like the screens. It's not the quality isn't as good, you know. Mm. So I think will they do something? Will they do something for PS Five? Do you think? I think they will. I, I think they will. What I don't understand about Xbox is why, when they had Windows MR, mm. did they not just say if you plug one of those in, it'll be compatible? Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't understand why they didn't do that because they'd already built it for PC market. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken true. a lot because the Windows operating system is a skinned version of Windows 10. They might do it for the new one. You never know. They might do it. Even, even, even though they said they haven't, they're not really think talking about or interested in it. So you, you don't know. I think Microsoft have had a lot of damage to fix and mm. a, a lot of brand loyalty to fix, a lot of customer loyalty to fix. 
I think they've done it. They're mm. doing. They're going the right direction. Phil Spencer is definitely going. Like they're being way more upfront with this release than PlayStation are. Sony are. Yeah, you know, definitely. So far, uh, so far. So far. Uh, but Sony could come out tomorrow and do an hour and a half and just say event horizon. I I think what's going to affect the PlayStation is their their exclusive game they want to release. If you look back on every PlayStation release, their day one exclusive game has always been poor like knack one or two and it's always been third party games they've released in kind of with it and then the exclusives came in the launch window launch launch window and i don't think they have the games because of covid for that launch window anymore i think a lot of those games have been pushed back and i think they're watching what xbox are doing now and xbox are just probably saying damn it we have to get out there and get stuff out there we can't wait and see what sony are doing so they're just and I think Sony might be going, ooh, they've got that smart technology with the upgrading of the games and they have their platform for their Game Pass and for their own cloud and everything and, you know, play anywhere. I think it could be scaring them a little bit, you know? Mm. I'm only guessing, you know. Yeah, possibly. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, Lee Doty says, how long is your tolerance for mediocre games before you give up and stop playing? With all the games available through subscription, etc., do you think we have too much choice and don't give some games a proper chance? Yeah, I agree there. I've thought about that recently, that the games on Xbox, that if I had paid my money for them, I probably would have given them more. But I, you know what I mean? Because you pay a hard cash, you kind of say, well... Sugar, I, I can't just give it half an hour. I'll give it a couple of hours. It'll, you know, I, where it's on Game Pass, you can kind of go on to the next one very fast, which I found myself doing the last couple of months. Is I'm kind of looking for that one game I want to play. I'm jumping around playing other games to waiting for something to catch me. You know, mm. so like I finished now, which I loved, which I talked about was Journey to Savage Planet, and now I'm playing Gears Tactics. I'm playing Control. I'm playing. I can't remember one or two other games trying to get one of them to suck me in for that feeling and that I have to play it constantly for 20, 30 hours, you know, rather yeah. than just rather than just play it for two hours a night, which is probably the proper way to do it. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think it's great to have the choice, but sometimes too much choice is, is not good. Well, I, I was saying about the fact that if I combined all of my different services, mm. I've probably got two and a half thousand distinct... That's different games to play yeah like i probably have a thousand if you push the xbox and the game pass and the switch and all the stuff together or maybe less but that's still a massive that's that's overwhelming so because sometimes you have guilt associated to that head and you not think so that you feel like if you're out doing something out for a walk we'll say and you're thinking about the games you want to play oh i'm gonna play this one this one this one this one i want to do this one or if you listen to a podcast like the other day, I know I listened to a podcast. Um, they were saying their favorite games of the year, right? Um, yeah, kind of another podcast I wanted. And they were saying what their game of the year was for them. And they were going through four or five games each. And every game they spoke about, I was like, oh, I'd love to play that. I'm going to play that when I go home. And then they went down to Control. And I'm like, oh, I, I, no, no, I'm going to play Control. And then they were talking about Assassin's Creed. And I was like, sugar, I have to go back to that. So by the time I got home then, I didn't play anything, mm. you know? So sometimes too much choice is just you, you have guilt associated. You want to play everything, but you can't play everything. It's you know? it's a disabler is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it yeah. disables you to to be able to 
uh, progress on to anything at all. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what, you know, I was uh, finding is just, just identifying a game to play sometimes was so incredibly complicated just yeah. to do that I just ended up doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is not I'm good. Same. Yeah, I'm the same. It's like sometimes you just flick through Netflix there and you spend so long trying to pick one that you oh, don't pick yeah. anything, you know? Well, it's, it's like I was saying to, to Steve, it's sort of like, okay, what do I want to watch? I'm going to watch TV program. Right, okay, let's watch, um, I don't know, Blackadder. No, don't mm. fancy something, period. Fancy something more modern. Okay, let's watch Friends. No, yeah. 290s. Let's watch uh, whatever. And then you go through it. And by the time you've gone through everything that's in your collection of, you know, series to yeah. watch, you end up with this just absolutely massive list. And you you actually take longer to decide what you want to watch than you mm-hmm. do just you know, switching on something and just sitting in front of it. You know, and sometimes I've done it for so long, I actually have run out of time to be able to watch anything. Yeah, so that's why I started doing my... I started a few years ago, is my notebook, which yeah. I keep in my... I wear combats, and I always keep it in my combat pocket here. And I write down series that I want to watch, and then I just stick to that page, that book, and then I take them off, and I write the day they finished, and I give a score. And... um like Gangs of London, I was on it, and I have Barry. I'm watching season one of Barry. Have you ever watched that? No, about no. the assassin. It's fantastic. It's about two seasons. It's about an assassin who wants to be an actor, but he's a train. He's an assassin. He's a he gets hired to kill people. Um, your man from um, what's his name? Um, Fonzie. What's his name? Um, Winkler. He's Henry the, Winkler. Yeah, he's the 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 acting coach in the company. He goes to to learn how to become an actor. It's brilliant. I'm about six episodes in. It's it's highly rated in like much watch TV, which I and so that's on my list. I'm happy through when that's done. I'll cross it off, and so that's why I kind of do things now, and right. I don't. So if that's a help to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great question. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, uh, and then Scott's uh, last question oh, yeah, of the day one. was. Uh, what about the summer games with uh, Jeff Kelly? What do we think about them? I think it's a good idea. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I think it's like four months of digital information coming for games. Like Last of Us, we hopefully we'll see some gameplay with that, even though we did already with all the leaks, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll hopefully just get to see games, Hayden. Because we're not seeing much at the moment, you know. No, and we're, we're gamers. Not, we? We're gamers. We just want to see games, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's want... like the, the, the new, uh, the new uh, you know, consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, I, I really, really don't care about which console is going to win the console no, wars or anything either. like that. I really don't care. I just want to play the games. Simple as. Don't care. I don't need all, all the rest just fluff. You know, if you're a fanboy, just get on with it. Yeah, exactly. You know. I'm the same. Just play games, play games. Or because watch, watch whatever TV you want to watch. If you like Gangs of London, if you don't like it. But give it a chance anyway. I think always give something a chance. Don't be, like, don't be, if if all the reviews are saying Breath of the Wild is the most best game in the world, right? It's 10 out of 10, it's all this. And I'm just picking that out of, the, out of the, my pocket. And then... You don't play it, but you automatically say, no, this is crap, I'm not going to play it. Negative straight away. Don't be like that. Give something a chance and, and give it a go, you know. 
Mm. Um, not everything you catch your eye, some things will, some things won't. Mm. But don't don't knock something before you even like. Yeah, the Xbox hasn't got games. Just don't say the Xbox is going to be crap this next generation. You don't know, you know. No. The PlayStation has exclusives. It's going to have this and this. But then again, and then before you even see it, you're automatically saying it's going to be the best console. It mightn't be. So you have to wait. Everybody has to, you know, let's, just enjoy let's, the games. Let's face it, though. 60% of the exclusives that Sony seem to announce are timed exclusives. Yeah. They're not actually exclusives. Uh, yeah. They're just they're just getting them a bit earlier. And I think, is, I think I'm that saying, will change next time, though. Well, I, 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 can say, I can say the counter-argument to that. Mm. As, as a, you know, as an Xbox user, if I wanted to play the fanboy line, is the counter-argument is, yeah, that's good. You beta test it so that we can have the full version yeah. of the game without yeah. the books. Exactly. You know, you, you, can, you can morph and twist all of these things as much as you like. The bottom end result is we want games. Yeah. The PlayStation to me does things better than the Xbox. The Xbox does pl- things better than the PlayStation. Yeah. I like I like the Xbox interface. I don't like and I've never liked I don't. the PlayStation one. Yeah, I don't like the PlayStation one either. Uh, and people say the Xbox one is clunky. I think it's actually really they said they can't find this and they can't find it. It's actually very intuitive. If you know what you're doing, you're into games, into stuff straight away. Yeah. And, it, it's and it's not. more configurable. You can configure yeah. it a lot more how you want it. Yeah. And it's like um, streaming on the uh, PlayStation is much better than it streaming is, yeah. on the is. Xbox. Mm. But streaming on the PC beats both of both them in a pulp completely. And yeah. that's what both of them need to get better at. But I think if this Xbox Game Pass is, has been a game changer, I think. Moving forward, like they just announced 10 million subscribers now as well, which they never release figures. Microsoft are very rare to release figures like that. And they've yeah. announced, Phil Spencer announced 10 million. We just passed 10 million subscribe, monthly subscribers to our Game Pass. Now, I know some of those are deals and stuff and people have it for it. But that's still a good chunk of money every month, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to grow as they move over. To, and they're including xCloud now as well as that as part of the deal. Yeah. So you don't have to pay for xCloud. So, I mean, they're making all the right moves. And everybody's talking about it. They're grabbing all the headlines. Mm-hmm. My Twitter feed is all Xbox this, Xbox that. It's, and then people are like, where is play? We've seen the controller. And then the rest is just, I don't know. They need to come out, out front and get stuff going, you know? Yeah. The new Xbox controller is not that much of a change, is it? No, I think it's just a bit smaller and more curved or something. More, more. They've done a few tweaks to it. I won't be using it. I've got my Elite. The Elite 2 is gorgeous. Mm. So I'm happy. Yeah, I like so, the Elite 2. Yeah, it's lovely. It's great. Um, and I'm, I think I'm probably going to get the adapter for the PlayStation. If they bring out, if I can get an adapter for the PlayStation 5, I'll probably get one. Yeah. I've, I've got loads of different... Uh, you know, I love... I, I seem to have got into the habit of collecting PlayStation... Sure. Sorry, Xbox controllers. Mm. Uh, because I actually have three Elite controllers. Yeah. I have the original one. Oh, no, I, I have, sold mine on, yeah. Yeah, I, my original one, the rubber's warped on it. Mm, and um, I've actually um, I've got um, a new body for it. Yeah. Which I just need to, you know, put it into the new body. But I've, I've never got round to it. And, you know, the, I, I think that the underneath shell, 
actually costed me about 30 quid to get because it's a bit more specialized but yeah. it's not a, a difficult process to swap it over but that's what i intend to do but i need to get new side grips because i got um you know like some special ones but i want it to go back to the way the original was so i want to restore it back to its original glory but i've got the white one and i've got the series two as well but yeah. i've also got well the um scorpio edition controller which i actually gave to my oh, son I have to play. Yeah. um i used that on my ipad yeah i've got the titanfall one mm. you know the one that they did at oh, the beginning nice of the one, thing. Yeah. yeah that was but i've got stick drift on that one now yeah. uh, unfortunately um but i've also got the green um cameo cameo oh yeah come on that one um and uh the uh i think call of duty sort of sort of style one you know the one that had the gold sort of like printed grip on the top at the yeah, left and right actually yeah yeah and my son's got that bright blue one as well which um he in a fit of temper threw his controller <laughs> i could have thrown him out of the window with that one mm-hmm. but he split the trigger in half so i've got a kit to replace the triggers okay. in there and what I've done is I've got um, metallic blue triggers to go in it to make it look a little bit more special. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I do like the controllers. And on the mm. PlayStation, obviously, I've got the Astro mm. C40TR. Um, and I've got um, the PlayStation Anniversary controller. Oh, yeah. I've also got an AIM, con- an, an AIM controller, which is a custom one. Mm. And that one, instead of having analog sticks uh, uh, analog triggers actually has clicky uh, triggers on it so it's good for like you know first person shooters and that sort of stuff cool so i love something about collecting controllers i don't know i think i've got a problem (laughs) like a magpie something shiny (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh i I forgot to mention as well uh thank you to uh, those people who have actually been buying our pop culture gamers mugs as well oh that's good to hear yeah, we've had a few uh, people buy them, so Thank you, uh, thanks very much. And, uh, if you do want to, um, you know, have a pop, get a pop culture gamers mug, just uh, let us know, and I'll uh, let you know what the uh, contact is, or just go to my Twitch channel HRJ UK, and you can actually see, you know, you can get the link from there as well. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, but yeah, and yeah, it is a nice mug. I have to admit. Mm. It's a nice size. I don't drink tea nice or coffee, size. so I should really get one, but I don't drink tea or coffee. So. Well, well <laughs> do I just pour your Coke in it instead. No, I, I have to use a glass for Coke. Oh, or your water then? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a handle. I never. I don't drink tea or coffee, so. <laughs> I have to admit, I very rarely drink tea or coffee. I've got a couple of friends on Instagram who I've worked with uh, for you know about six or seven years. And uh, they can count on the on one hand how many times I've had tea and coffee. So if I have tea, if I go anywhere, <laughs> I always take a, a selfie of me having tea, looking like oh, you know, sort of like what the hell's this, and I send it to them so that they can say <laughs> I've had a cup of tea. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like to taste tough coffee or tea. <laughs> I I don't, I don't like coffee, but I, I like I don't mind tea. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be English breakfast, and it's you know it's got to have a sugar in it. Mm. I have to admit, you know, milk. I can't drink black tea. Yeah. And as for tea, Earl Grey hot, Earl Grey hot, I won't be 
having that either. <laughs> I tried it once, that was enough. Excellent. Anyway, I think we're there. So do you want to give your contact details? Um, Twitter is um, Head Chef Allen. Um, my PSN and Xbox is Chef Allen. And uh, my email is gingergameryahoo.com. Okay, and uh, mine's H-E-R-J-U-K on everything, PSN, Xbox Live, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Apart from Epic uh, Gaming Platform, where it's Pop Culture Gamers. Also, uh, don't forget, we've got the show Twitter feed, which is Pop Culture Gamer. We've got the Facebook group, Pop Culture Gamers. We've also got the uh, Facebook page as well, so you can get us on both of those. There's our website, popculturegamers.podbean.com. And also, don't forget, we have our podcast for uh, our email for inquiries podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and if you're jeff kelly and listening give us a line and we'll get you on the show as well <laughs> so yeah. other than that thanks alan that's been great so we've managed to knock yeah. out a bit of the week show which is always yeah. good uh, well over two hours which is i wasn't expecting so that's great yeah i wasn't expecting that either but there we go <laughs> um and good luck with going back to work as well oh yeah thank you yeah it's slow slow and steady now like everything but it's just nice to be productive again yes you know to be feel like value have a value it, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird feeling but it's good it's nice yeah i can i can imagine that because there's nothing worse than being at home and not, having, yeah. not knowing what you're gonna do yeah but, uh, so th- uh thanks for that and um We'll be recording the show as normal on Sunday. Yeah. Whether or not, Alan, you can make it or not, we'll I have should to be see okay. what you should All gone well. Okay. Um, and as for midweek shows, we'll try and sort something out at some point. Yeah. I think when Just, I go back to work, I'll have more structure. <laughs> yeah. It, it might actually help us to do the recording yeah, shows. I, I think it will, it? yeah. Because I know did... when I'm coming home. We, because we, I was kind of working, we were doing the Picard ones, and I seemed, and then the last one or two, I wasn't working, and it just finding time just it was weird yeah strange yeah i it's a very weird sort of concept until you can get a structure back yeah i think everything a, drifts i think so yeah everything just seemed yeah it's weird i don't know how to explain it mm. anyway so that's great thanks again hidden always great talking to you. hope we catch up with steve next sunday indeed so it's a good night for me it's a good night for him and it's a slow for me Take care, guys. Bye, guys.